Slow Spin Sadie podcast. My name is Paul, and joining me as always are Amanda and Rob. How are you guys doing? Very good. How are you, Amanda? <laughs> um, I do. Uh, all right. Pretty hungover, but <laughs> surviving. Fantastic. Keeping myself hydrated this morning. Oh yeah, plenty of water. Plenty of water. We, we actually made Amanda switch her fan off, so it didn't interfere with the sound. <laughs> so now I'm just dying of heat doing this podcast, but it's all right. No. <sighs> well, uh, talking of sad things like dying of heat, uh, we, <laughs> talked about, <laughs> we talked about the SRAM Omnium disappearing, but reappearing, but it's still there. But if you want to make sure that he reappears, there's a petition that you should sign. All the links are in the show notes uh, of the extended version. Uh, if you want to hear more all about that, you should listen to the pre-show. You can access the extended conversation at patreon.com slash podcast. But let's get into the show. And today... We've asked you, people of the internet, listeners, a few questions that you might have for us. And we listed them today. So it's a Q&A episode. Yay. Yay, Q&A. Woo. Woo. <laughs> um, yeah, shall I start us off? All right, let's go. Yeah, cool. Uh, this question is for the three of us. Um, what would or which is... Your dream city to ride. All right. Do we do we go around the table? Yeah. Okay. Or who starts? Or, or we speak all at the same time and hope <laughs> the listeners can figure it out. <laughs> Paul, you go first. I go first. Oh man, I thought I, I was I was gonna have like a little bit to to think well, about. I can it. go first. Okay, you go first. New York. New York. Yeah, I think oh. it's a dream city. I've never ridden it. Uh, and for me, it still looks like the, the, the best city to ride. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I get that. I think I've gone into it a bit too much in detail in many other cities. Uh, episodes. What was that episode we did where... Like the Dream City episode? The Dream City episode. Yeah, uh, that was a fun one, yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah, where... I Link to that this... in the show notes. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. not to crush your dream... Rob, but I feel like the last city I don't want to go ride in is New York. <laughs> so what's your dream city then? Um, I I think I'd love to shred in Berlin. Looks Ooh, nice. Not to break your dreams, but, but I mean, <laughs> no, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's good. Or London. Or London, yeah. London's definitely up there. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Once you get used to riding on the other side of the road. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I just thought of it. I was like, that must be such an interesting experience. <laughs> hmm. I think riding it's all right for English people because, because we're the only ones that drive on the left. <laughs> so every time, even since a child, like when I went on holiday... I was on the right-hand side of the road. When well, I would get a moped when I was like 15 or 16 in France, I was on the right-hand side of the road. Any time, like when I learned to drive a car with when we were camping when I was like 15, 16, we were on the, in country roads, but I was on the right-hand side of the road in France. So I've got used to adapting. To switching, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you guys never really have to switch unless you come to London. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you know what gets you no know one fucks you up the most? It's like when I crossed when I moved to Berlin and you know, I'd been there like the first four weeks you're fine because you're quite observant. And then you get used to being on the other side of the road. But then you mm -hmm. like take a big bend on a major junction and you kind of veer to your natural side of the road. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously the traffic coming towards you. So you 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 
it takes time, but you get used to it. Yeah. Mm. But London's a dope city to ride. Really dope city to ride. Berlin is a dope city. Just you have to have a break. <laughs> uh, which Berlin? Yeah. How come? You can't ride brakeless in Berlin. You'll get arrested. You'll get your bike taken very quickly. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's really one of the. It's major that strict. Things. Yeah, there's like 250 bike cops on bikes now, every day out monitoring street corners, main junctions, watching for dangerous riding and brakeless riding, and you, you'll get one warning, one written warning where you'll have to turn up at the police station, show that bike for, with that serial number, with brakes, two two functioning brakes on your bike. Wow. Um, if you get caught the second time, they'll instantly take your bike. Wow, that's uh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, really, it's bad. Oh like, my god, here would... I'm sure. Like, I think the ninety percent of the police here don't even know what a fixed gear bike is. Yeah, that's the same in London. Yeah, yeah. So what we would do on a daily basis is we would leave not during the the flat, not during rush hour because mainly the cops are out between like eight and 10 and then three and six. So, and you take all of the back streets so that you would avoid hitting any major junctions and all of the WhatsApp groups from the messengers to the couriers, to, uh, messages and couriers to the fixed building crew would all constantly be sending pictures of where they saw bike cops. Because it's, it's that it's, you, kind yeah, of kills you the fun of it. It does kill a lot of the fun, unless you ride with brakes. Yeah. Also, mm. kind of kills the fun of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It does a bit. What's right. your dream city, Paul? Um, I have a few in mind. I really ride San Francisco because I've never yeah. been, but I feel like. With all the hills and stuff, oh, it would God. be fun for a little while, and I, I would get bored. Um, there is, so there is like a few cities in China that they built, you know, like from the ground up, and they have like banks and giant buildings and everything, but those cities are completely empty. There's no one inside. They're like ghosts, ghost towns. Mm. Um, but they've been built like less than 10 years ago. So basically, you could ride in banks. You could ride in giant buildings. You could ride everywhere and mm. nobody would give a shit. Wow. I've, I've, I remember I've seen like a, a skate documentary on that while there is some people still living in it and it was the first time for people to see skateboards <gasps> and the like they spotted like a really really big rail uh spot just in front of a bank thing that would normally never happen anywhere in the world people would freak out right people let them get uh like a no, no landing space. I mean, yeah, landing space because it was a pretty tight spot in the bank. Inside of it. That's crazy. That's crazy. So they literally had no concept of like skaters damaging stuff and being exactly. social. So they were like, oh, cool. Look, they're doing something cool on the architecture. How can we support this? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, there is that, and also. Where is this? Sorry, where is this? I don't know. It's in the middle of nowhere, China. The middle of nowhere, China. If you type, <laughs> if you type "ghost middle town, China," you'll find a few. Okay. Honestly, I feel like it would be creepy. Yeah. It would be creepy, but it would be like, it would be really fun for like, a movie or something. Oh you God, know? it is creepy. Pictures are horrendous. <laughs> Oh my God, are you kidding? They're freaky places. They're like working <laughs> places where they've just put up massive buildings. Yeah. And main street, that's crazy. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. So there is that, and there is also uh, Argentina. I would really like to ride in Argentina. Ooh. Oh, wow. Controversial choice. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, like South America traffic looks mm. crazy as hell, and it does weirdly attracts me. Because <laughs> Mexico, I know there's a few, quite a lot of videos coming. They're quite a good scene in Mexico. There's a lot of mental traffic with no yeah. cycle lanes. Yeah. So you guys like traffic? Yeah, I love traffic. Depends on my mood. Put the right amount of traffic, yeah, and it depends on my mood. Mm. But don't you just get frustrated of like almost dying all the time? That's the beauty of, of like... it. I get buzzed <laughs> off that quite a bit of the time. Mm? I get bu- I, I kind of buzz off that quite a bit. Mm. Um. Yeah. I I I generally like riding when there's no traffic, but weaving in and out of traffic when the flow of the traffic's right and the your sp- speed of the bike is at the right speed as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's something whew, super organic and nice about it. There um, is something that is really special about, you know, like getting uh, getting into that wave. Yeah. And when you get into it and you're like into that flow, it feels weirdly good to be <laughs> like, hey, I am part of this and I am so smooth into what I'm doing. You know, it's yeah. it's like playing an instrument and you play every note right until one uh, motherfucker opens his door. Yep, that's the thing. <laughs> that's what stress would stress me out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. a forty nine fourteen ratio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. I understand why you're <laughs> stressed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, there's something about being able to get across a city faster than pretty much anybody else oh yeah for sure yeah it is you know and to weave through the traffic and to use both sides of the road and mm. yeah I, I love it i love it yeah it's a fantastic sensation oh, i just yeah no i know what you guys mean i guess there's like a fun sensation of like pissing off cars and then just being able to like speed past them and they're like sitting at a red light <laughs> like ah, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> i'm gonna get to work faster than you yeah. yeah there's a there's a bit of that yeah but it's not it's not like hey i'm thrilling to die it's gonna be so fun there it's not it's not really like that it's more like hey i feel really good on what i'm doing right now yeah but I also like when there's no traffic as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I just want to be in traffic all the time because that would be mental. Yeah. And I do choose specific streets that have less traffic on, but there still is traffic in certain junctions that you have to cross. So, yeah, a combination. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Amanda, do you want to take the next question? Yeah. Um, so for everyone... Uh, when did you guys start writing fixed and did it change your life in any uh in some way or form paul you want to go first yeah uh when did i start it's been quite a while i think in total it's been this summer it's been like 11 or 12 12 years um but i was i had like a really really basic uh single speed flip flop rear wheel you uh it wasn't a, fi- a 6k year but i was really really near from that oh, okay. um and i liked it but it was just like hey this takes me from point a to point b um and then i met a couple of i was really into skateboarding so it was really like a mean to take me somewhere to do skateboard you know um and then I met a couple of people that were really into fixed gear um, and that were at my skateboarding spot for some reason. And they were like, hey, we're going to a party. You want to come with us? And I was like, hey, I just have my board with me today. Um, no, no, really, I, I can't follow you guys. And they were like, this oh, is no, in Tokyo when you didn't yeah, have this a is, bike. This is in Tokyo. Yeah. And so this was seven or eight years ago. Um, and I was like, Hey, I don't have a bike here. Um, I just have my board and they were like, Oh, it's okay. We, we're going to lend you a bike, lended me a bike. We went to the party. It was awesome. I met some great people. 
and and the next day so at the party they were like hey we're gonna go right tomorrow if you want to come with us we'll lend you the same bike and i told them yeah for sure next day rode way more than i was used to by just commuting and doing a little bit of mountain bike on the side and uh at the end of the day they told me do you like the bike yeah it's it's a really it's a really nice bike thank you for for running it to me for a day and they told me well yeah you can keep it just just come ride with us now sick that's so nice nice so, so you kept from, the bike so i kept the bike and i still have it wow. my mom rides it right now um, because it was too small for me unfortunately but point is i've been in fixed gear for two three years without really thinking about it um and then after that because of those people, I got really, really deep into the culture. And yeah, I can safely say it changed my life forever. Yeah. So that's my story. It's a little bit dramatic, but I like it. It's a good story. I mean, the fact that you met friends and then they gave you a bike and then you got into the culture through that way. It's a really nice way yeah. to do it. What about you, Amanda? Um, I kind of like briefly spoke about it last uh, podcast but uh it's been like four years i'd say that i'm riding fixed gear and i started when i was 19 so at um right before i turned 19 i applied to like a huge um outdoor store which is called mec mech at mountain equipment co and they sell like bikes rock climbing gear canoes camping gear and stuff and I really liked riding my bike and commuting to work all the time. So uh, I was one evening riding with like a bunch of the guys who were uh, like the, the mechanics and stuff. And they realized they're like, yo, this girl rides really fucking hard. She should build a better bike. So yeah, then one evening I just like built a, the hexagon cycle frame, well, bike. Uh, I got the frame and then put together a, a fixed gear. Like before that, I was riding a, a single speed, which was way too big for me. It was my first bike I ever bought in my life. Didn't know what I was doing. And uh, yeah, I like blew the BB. There's so much stuff that like I the pieces just like blew out because I, I just like pushing too hard on the pedals. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then too realized watts. how. <laughs> too many watts. You gave it on Exactly. Someone gave you like 1842, and you were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was, it was an extra yeah. large, my single speed. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, it was way too big. But I mean, I'm pretty tall, I'm 5'9, but yeah, too big. Um,. Yeah, and then got into fixed gear, and I loved it ever since. So has it changed your life? Definitely. Yo, I met, like, the honestly, well, like, one of my best friends, he also rides fix, and because of cycling, because of fixed gear, I met such nice people, and community's great. So definitely, it's impacted me yeah. greatly, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the three of us, if you're at the point that you record a freaking podcast about space <laughs> gear, <then> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, what was the question? When did you start riding fixed gear? I started riding fixed gear when I was about 21. So that was 15 years ago. Um, Fuck. <laughs> Um, I worked in a bike shop with, in Newcastle, the Cycle Centre. Big up the Cycle Centre. It's like the best place in the world. Um, it's the friendliest, most wonderful bike shop in ever. Um, and yeah, my friend Ollie, I used to ride BMX with him. Well, I, still, I was riding BMX with him at the time, and he was like coming from South Shields at the time. So he rode a big bike in, and he showed me it, and it was a fixie. And I was like, what the fuck is this? 
Like, why are you riding this like road bike with flat bars? Why, why would you do that? And I just didn't understand the concept. And then he explained it to me. And we used to ride like just super old uh, road conversions, like one inch steel stuff. Try to find something with Reynolds tubing at least, but the first ones were, were super sketchy. And yeah, just put a fixed back hub on it, back wheel on it. And I had a few goers and I really liked the speed and the skidding in the beginning. Um, it changed my life completely. I think cycling has saved my life multiple times in so many ways throughout my oh, life. Yeah. Um, BMX as a kid, BMX as a teenager, getting back into it as an older teenager, working at the bike shop, learning to ride fixed, being able to commute, bikepacking, and then again coming. And, and I didn't ride for a long time when I was in London. It must have been about seven years. I really I had a bike but I didn't particularly, I only rode it once a month or whatever because I was working so much. I got really fat. And then when I left London the last time, about two and a half years ago, uh, I really got heavily back in the fixed gear. And it's helped me a lot again this time around. So yeah, biking The rest is, is history. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. All right. So I'm going to go on to the next question because mm -hmm. we can spend 10 minutes per question. We can. We can just do less que le less questions. So I would let it go naturally and All see right. where we get to because there is three of us now and it's three questions. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Some we'll might see, be fast. We'll yeah. Okay. For Amanda, do you ride more than just fixed crits? Also, what do you think is the superior frame material? <laughs> all right um so i write fixed crits um but so when i started getting into biking i uh, i was biking on a fixed gear and i really liked biking a lot and i think the longest ride i did on my fix was like 100 kilometers around 110 and i realized this okay i need to get myself a bike with gears <laughs> in order to do more biking so i got um a topstone uh cannondale in order to just like do some gravel a bit of road a bit of sequel touring and then i got into gravel racing um last last summer uh and then now this year i was like okay why not push even more my limits and i got myself a road bike and now i'm starting to do uh road races and road crits um yeah so, so you do every not just... kind of racing yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think that's cool because changing the bike and changing the style of riding definitely when you jump back on a fixie it kind of freshens it as well doesn't it mm -hmm. so I, that's why i like take my bmx out that's why i like take my gravel bike out yeah because yeah, yeah. The, the change is good i think Mm -hmm. But I definitely fix fixed uh, fixed gear is always gonna have a, a very strong place in my heart because yeah, that's where yeah, I started yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder when the day is that I don't want to ride the city really fast, and uh, when if that ever goes, I wonder. Soon, you're all already. So it's Fuck soon. You. It's like it's a matter of days. Fuck you, hours, <laughs> hours. <laughs> All right, next bit of the question then. What do you think is the superior frame material? Ah, yeah, two questions in one. That was sneaky. Uh -huh. um, can you can, just a quick one, Paul? Next time, can you put on the notes who reads the who asked the questions? Because I'd really like to give them a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to everyone who asked those questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good shout out. Yeah. Uh, honestly, this is, uh, it's a very difficult question because it all depends. Like, I feel like what you're riding, um, like on a gravel bike, I feel like the sickest frame would be titanium. I don't know. I just feel like it's so nice on a gravel be my dream gravel bike would be in titanium. Um, but carbon's also pretty comfortable as well. I don't really ride, um, fixed on a steel frame uh my winter beaters steel um but do i have a favorite 
Ah, this is a difficult question. <laughs> um, aluminum, I mean, like, it's just pretty basic. You can easily make frames with it and stuff. It's less expensive, but it's not as comfortable. Um, is there a real answer, though? <laughs> everything is, is there... different. Yeah. Mm. Everything has its purpose. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of people that are going to tell you, like, oh, man, titanium is definitely the end game. And wow. yeah, I kind of agree with that, but on the other end, I don't understand the appeal of titanium. So, uh. mm. are there even fixed gears in titanium? Full titanium. There's some. There's a few. Yeah. Yeah, it's rare. It's, it's yeah. rare. Uh, I don't know if I can answer the question. <laughs> I think you've answered it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Already. Yeah, I feel like definitely I'd love to have like a full carbon track bike which could be cool but it's cost costly i would like to, to full carbon i'd like to drive but i'm not i'm not sure if i i think yeah steel is a place in my heart I'll admit, yeah it's hard it's a hard question and even if you have like a steel bike or a carbon bike they will change dramatically if you put like a carbon self-wheels or an aluminum yeah, self-wheels exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Let's let's say it like that. The perfect material is wood or magnesium. You do whatever you, you want with that answer. Yeah. All right. Next questions for everybody, which I don't understand this question at all. I do. I do. Why is fifty one eighteen the best ratio? It's a question from Ed. I remember from Instagram, and our he's one of our patron members. Ed, big up to Ed. Ed, I, know he, I, I know he's because I only met Ed a few weeks ago. Oh, that's and, true. That's true. Yeah, he's an absolute legend. I love him. He's a great guy. He's so enthusiastic. Um, came up to me on the night ride. He was like, "Hey, I just I, I'm, I'm Ed," and I was like, "Hey, Ed." Like, I listened to the podcast. I was like, "Oh, cool." He was like, "You should get on the Patreon page." I was like, "I know. I'm sorry." Not the Patreon page, the Discord page. Um, Ed's a great guy. But why is 5118 the best ratio? I don't know. I would never write anything that big. 5118 is 2.8. So it's actually pretty near from like a, a 49.17. Mm. But I don't know. Like 51 rings, they don't have the same beautiful balance as 49. You love 49.17. I love 49 or 47. Just... 47 i'm a big fan of 47 but but uh we all know amanda is more in the, in the in the realm of like 60 <laughs> 65 something yeah, like are. that yeah. <laughs> i do have one 51 tooth chain ring on my magnum now my blue and blue and orange one but i've got a 19 which i actually really like 1951 okay. it's quite a nice comfortable gear for my knees Next question. Um, yeah, so for all, um, what's the best lockering? <laughs> Surly. Surly. Actually, Case closed. Surly do a very good lockering. Yeah. It is thick. It is thick. heavy. It is reliable. It's the only lockering you need. Do it's I own one? Yes, only one, unfortunately. Yeah. I've, uh, from the beginnings, there wasn't many people doing decent lock rings and Surly were putting out the same model lock ring that they've been putting out for 15 years and it's banging. Yeah, it is. It is legit. I've got to admit. But actually, I use the BLB ones and they're really good <laughs> and really cheap. All right. Next one is for Amanda. How do you find a good bib short and a fitting saddle as a woman? Any tips where to start? Um, bibs. Uh, I mean, I don't ride enough different um, brands to to have to talk about bibs. I've been riding for a while as peppermint cycling because I work for the company. Mm-hmm. So I I get like a bunch of gear and I mean, I'm too cheap to go and buy like a $300 Rafa <laughs> bib, maybe one day. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so Beverly Cycling is a is a brand for women founded in in Quebec. Um, cycling clothes and they make bibs and cycling clothes for women, so their bibs are pretty pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't really talk about any other brands to be honest, because I don't really ride a lot of other brands. But apparently, Rafa is super, 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 super comfortable. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I've heard from my girlfriend as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're willing to put in the money, yeah, go for Rafa, I guess. And oops, I work for a cycling company. I shouldn't be saying that, but uh, <laughs> uh, so hopefully they're not going to hear this. But yeah. Um, uh, and this fitting uh, for a saddle. Apparently, I didn't know this, but I used to always put my saddle like a tilt it a little bit frontwards like a bit downwards actually mm-hmm. um and apparently it's not good so i just did a bike fit um recently on my road and a lot of like people say usually oh if you're a girl whatever usually guys ride it like tilt it upwards girls you should ride your saddle downwards it's actually false mm-hmm. um because if it's tilted downwards you're just gonna like slide forwards a lot all the time which is like makes you uncomfortable on your saddle um and yeah so you're always going to be like basically sliding forward and if you tilt it just mine is completely now straight um it just stops you from sliding and your your entire body is like good and comfortable on the saddle basically um yeah. yeah and i really like it when there's a a gap or in the you mean like center. a hole in the middle yeah a hole in the middle yeah there you go. yeah yeah me too i actually really like that yeah. yeah what i've heard from my girlfriend is um she used a, a specialized saddle the one that's actually made for women's and they have like different width of mm-hmm. it and so Apparently, if you're a woman, you take something pretty wide because it's just it's better for the for the woman's anatomy. But yeah, I can't I can't really tell you more about. Mm. Is it the specialized power expert? It is. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. I also was gonna say. Um. Yeah. I ride that. I just bought it. Um. Like a a month ago, and I I I ride that now on my road, and it's pretty comfortable to be honest. Yeah. I'd recommend for anyone though to get uh, uh, their ass bone measured in the bike shop mm-hmm. because I was riding way too wide saddles in the beginning and I got a lot of sores. So now I tend to find the slimmer saddle is a little bit more uncomfortable in the beginning, but overall it, it helps a lot. I think my ass, <laughs> my poor ass. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a also for men have like <laughs> like a, a vein, quite a heavy vein that runs between your ass and your balls. <laughs> and if you put too much pressure on that, that can give you like pins and needles feeling in, in your balls. <laughs> and I get that on longer rides pretty bad. Mm. That's why I like a cut out saddle personally, or at least with a groove, because it releases a bit of pressure. Yeah. I would say for dudes, um, one thing you can't really go wrong is is a is a flight. I feel a flight can fill can fit everyone, mm. nearly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next All one. All right. Next one. So, what's your opinion on FGFS? Who asked that question? I mean, fixed gear freestyle. Is it, does the question mean tricks in general, or does the question mean specifically like twenty six inch FGFS fixed gear? It means style? like in general. In general, I love tricking. Oh, it's someone from the Discord. It is Flow from the Discord. Yeah. What do you think of FGFS, Paul? I like it. You know, I'm all for it. I think it's really stylish. I have nothing against it. Twenty six. Twenty six inch. Um, I'm also old for it because I think 
it is incredible bike control those people have. This being said, I think I think 700C is more stylish mm -hmm. in the end. I agree. I agree with that. The fact, the ability to be able to move a big bike, just I don't know, it feels more flowish mm -hmm. um, to to the eye. So you know, I don't know. It's kind of better eye candy. Um, but usually people that do really well on 26 inch can do really, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Amanda, is there much of a scene where you are for fixed gear for tricking? Um, not really, unfortunately. A little bit. I, barely, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know anyone that tricks. What, what's your opinion on the tricking stuff in general um it's dope oh <laughs> it, it is dope that's it, a good answer yeah it's it takes a lot of skill <laughs> something i can't do <laughs> well i haven't tried but uh yeah it's dope <laughs> cool i think it's dope too i like tricking of course you do yeah I've been tricking a lot recently. Yeah, I've seen. I've, I've seen the reels. I've seen the... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't shot any decent clips of actually pulling anything, but yeah, I've been tricking a lot. It's just crazy, like the balance you can find on your bike. It's, yeah. It's gnarly. Wheelies are such a huge stepping stone and way forward to bike control, I think. Mm. Wheelies change the, kind of change the game. It's... Uh, such a nice feeling to also be in traffic and then just to be able to pop a nice long comfortable wheelie through the roads or on a flat spot yeah it's sick i love it cool so we're all agreed tricking is dope tricking is dope yeah all right i'm gonna to go to the next one and this one is for you amanda i feel like i might know who this one is from uh, what do you think of bullhorns bars, bullhorn bars on your fixie? Hmm. Uh, I'd just straight up say no. <laughs> <laughs> She's just, the one, people. She yeah. is the one. She's part of the family. You know, there's been a controversial topic about since the beginning of the Slow Spin Society. It's not controversial. They're trash. That's it. It's just really <laughs> ugly. <laughs> In my there opinion. is nothing to be controversial about. All right. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Just straight up no. <laughs> it's also just I find like not probably not comfortable either. Seems like it's difficult to to somehow like ride your bike with that. I don't know, man. <laughs> At my bike shop, um. Last summer, the amount I had to build so many single speeds, cheap single speeds that just we sold like off the bat like that during the pandemic, and they all had bullhorns. I was like, oh my god, people are gonna die on these bikes. <laughs> <laughs> so true, isn't it? It's like getting, on, getting on your first single speed with two brakes, and you. Oh, there was one like, brake oh, only. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Did you build them wow. fixed. No, they were single speed. No, single speeds. Yeah. You built them single speed with one with brake. One brake. Yeah, to people who don't know how to ride bikes. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> with God. bullhorns. With bullhorns. Oh we already God. know there's too many humans on this earth. It's, it's <laughs> a really, you know, it's a really good way to regulate. I get it. It's good. Yeah. I like yeah. the technique. It's all, it's a tactic. You got a strategy. Yeah. You, you, you want to know the best form of contraception? Riding with bullhorn bars. <laughs> That's it. You will never get laid. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. For Paul, um, never shoot film again or ride only bullhorn? And to, <laughs> that, and to that, I have the perfect answer. What is it? I will ride bullhorns, but I will ride them backwards so they're, so they're like, you know, like chill commuting bars. bars. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a cheat. No, no, I won't accept that as an answer. 
You either have to write bolder horns in the way they were designed to be written or never shoot film again. <sighs> well, <laughs> sounds like I'm selling my bikes then. <laughs> You'd prefer to never ride a bike again because it's the only you can... <laughs> It's ridiculous. But it's true. I believe you. I believe yeah, you. it is true. All right. Okay, so uh, film, you're, is that that important to you? It yeah. is important. It is important. Wow. Now, it's, I mean, yeah, it's important, but I just really don't want to ride bullhorns. <laughs> but just never shoot film again and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still, still, yeah, uh, no, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Next. For everyone, what is your go-to saddle? Oh, there's a lot of saddle questions to do. Yeah, there's a lot of saddle questions. I'll go first. Uh, either the flight or the SLR. Those are my two go-tos. I really like the um, the Brooks uh, Camion. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and also my new specialized power expert is is pretty nice. Good choices. Yeah. My go-to saddle is the Spank Spike. Is that the one where like half is falling off already on your that still one, frame? Yeah, but that one went in the bin a long time ago. Okay, okay. I've gone through a lot of them. I must have had about six of them. Consumables. Oh, I have a question for you guys. Mm. <laughs> um, for the, do you guys ride with the Brooks Camion? I do on my gravel bike, yeah. Okay. I've tried, but my ass was wasn't agreeing with me. Because uh, um, on for me, my jeans, they the saddle is completely like washed off the color. The, it does the same on on the rear well. end. Yeah. Yeah. On my my, especially, I got really wet one day riding to work. Unpredicted rain in London, surprisingly, and. Um, <laughs> My trousers were really wet, and then when I got there, it hadn't just took the color; it had almost burnt through the material because Ooh. it was, yeah, Shit. it was rubbing the, so much. Yeah, it was rubbing. So, they're very rough, very yeah. rough. I agree with that. Yeah. Um. So you have to be careful. Maybe. What's the What's the point of of sitting on a bunch of like, uh, you know, like sending paper? It's literally like that. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. But I think they wear in after some time. How long have you had yours? Uh, about two years. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Is it softer now, though? Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. you can actually like you look at it and you can tell it's used. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when they're. I think that's when they're their best, like a year to two years, mm. and they're really comfortable. Yeah. But I don't ride my gravel bike enough yet, so it hasn't uh, since I had the saddle, so it hasn't. Mm. Uh, yeah i call it a gravel bike it's not really a gravel bike it's a surly trucker i do gravel on it yeah i believe you i mean i ride through the woods and stuff that counts uh -huh. <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> uh okay next question for amanda what would you do you have a dream track bike that you would like to buy at some point I would say my dream track bike is the Cannondale track bike in green, definitely. Oh. The, the vintage track bike. Yeah. yeah. The green one. I, have, uh, I, I drool every time. Next to yeah. Me. yeah, right now. Oof, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> it is mine. repainted. It's not it is repainted. It, it has it been repainted. Mm. It's not original, but it's, it's oh, fuck you. It's still beautiful really beautiful speaking of the cannondale track frame um there was one day i was working at um, a shop and some guy comes in with uh, his really disgusting winter beater bike and it was like all painted black the frame and the bike and it was just i've one of the worst beat up bikes i've seen and um it was on a fix it was fixed 
and then I'm working on it and I can see like the paint chipping off and underneath is green. And then I look at the frame and then I'm like, no way. I'm sure it was a Cannondale, the track frame. No way. Yeah. Like we saw that the paint was like all chipped off and you can tell like the the tubing, uh, everything was like the original frame. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like about to ask the dude, "Can I buy your bike? Can I like buy it off, like off of you and like just you know?" Did yeah. it have any dents in it? No, but it was oh, not no dents, but it was just like horrible, horrible, horrible condition. It looked like it was stolen. Like that's why it was. Mm, that's uh, why it's been painted over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The guy didn't even know what he was riding. Like he had no idea. Shit. Yeah, he just like bought off the marketplace. Just like, oh, I bought this bike off eBay. It says uh, Fixie Bike on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'd, so uh, speaking of track frame, uh, I'd also say um, Dos Naventa before they, yeah, I I really like the, the Dos Naventa frames, but before they changed their logo. And everything. Mm. Oh, before so that... they got bought by Santa Fixie, huh? <laughs> they didn't get bought by Santa Fix. They're distributed by Santa Fixed. It's the, the it's, right. it's different. It's I I spoke to someone recently, and Santa Fix doesn't actually own the company. I hundred percent believe you. Then no, you don't. <laughs> I do. No, I truly do. I I I talked to a source that could uh, clarify that Santa Fix don't actually own them. Did you talk to someone at Santa Fix? No. Ah, uh, too bad. Yeah, obviously, Paul, I just rang Santa Fix to sponsor the podcast. See what <laughs> <laughs> After you lay into them every episode. I'm not over. I'm not done. I know. It's going to come back. So the Dos Noventa Peach. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one was like... That, that is one, a good one. Yeah. I oh I when I started Fixie riding I saw that and I was like my dream bike. Yeah, my dream. I want bike. that. <laughs> I, <want that. laughs> uh, I like Dawson Aventa. I know it's, it's uh, they're not the favorite brand on the market, but I really like them. I like their styling. It's cool. Yeah, they make decent stuff. Decent. <laughs> No, no, it's a, it's a cool, you know what? It's a cool brand. Uh, and I'm not going to say anything else. Oh my I God. I don't anything I, you're saying. I don't, I don't want to have any hot, hot takes today. So no. Yeah. You know what? If you have a good, a Dos Noventa, it's good for you because whatever people say, they're actually pretty good frames. And until a certain point, they were all made, handmade in, in Italy. Italy yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they come out of the same factory. That no, let's not go there. Okay, next. No, question. Let, no, let's go. Let's just. <laughs> next. Um. So for Rob, Berlin scene or London mm-hmm. scene, and why? <gasps> oh, <laughs> Paul, who asked that? Do you remember? Uh, let me check. You don't have to check. So, oh, it's a really hard question. Both actually, have... actually, a few people asked that. Really? Yeah. Good question to everyone who asked that. They both have very, very strong points, and they both have their low points. Um, riding with the fixed Berlin community was a much closer, smaller group in terms of the actual uh, us fixed Berlin. There's a bigger community overall over the whole of Berlin, but we got pretty close. We kind of lived together, shot together, worked on everything, built the brand up, uh, helped build the brand up from a crew to a brand. A fixed Berlin, uh, Berlin scene for me is like the real time when I got into the real community of fixed gear. So it's very close and important to me and probably one of the biggest changing and growth points in my life. Um, but then moving back to London and and seeing this community, actually while I was in Berlin, seeing 
the community in London growing and then coming back and joining it and being accepted into it quite quickly and and now on a regular basis riding and drinking and partying and uh, doing other stuff with the London community is absolutely exceptional it's it's a wonderful place to be it's it's a big hub and community and they all support each other they've all got each other's backs um I really like that about the London scene um I definitely don't say I prefer one over the other I definitely feel um part of both of them London's not my home city but my home country so definitely have a connection with the riding London a bit more than riding Berlin um both are different but the same at the same time if that makes sense <laughs> same same but different same same but different um it's hard to choose i mean they're both kind of your home right yeah they're both yeah i definitely feel as home in berlin as i do in london because i'm not from london i'm from newcastle i'm from the northeast of england so london is still you know my home my friends that i grew up with my family everyone's not in london and it's it's a fucking huge city and it's it's kind of hard to be comfortable here but with with the fixed gear community it actually helps a lot um mm. but i know i can just go to berlin and get off this get off the uh, the s bahn from the train station from the airport and ride with people that i love and and respect and have fun with as well so yeah i i the, uh, it's a good question but deep down i i don't think i prefer one scene over the other that di- the, the the word scene doesn't really connect that well it's definitely a family on both sides and definitely a community on both sides and communities can be different depending on cultural differences and whatnot so yeah I hope I answered that question all right. I feel there's no good answer, but yeah, it was yeah, it was good. No, you just make me sense, no, you just make me want to come to Europe <laughs> so bad. Well, that's what I love about Europe. I mean, I love the Parisian scene. I know Paul. Yeah, yeah, I love Paris scene as well. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I know Paul doesn't like Europe. <laughs> no, that's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> Um, I love it. Uh, Europe has a beautiful community around many cities, and it's not far to travel, so it's well connected. That's it's one of the beauties of Europe. All right. For Paul, favorite thing and least favorite thing during your stay? Oh, in Japan. Good question. Good question. Hard question. Mm. Favorite thing. The community, seeing my friends back, the food, but really the the community, the culture, and the scene over there. Even if they're kind of the same thing, they're still different things. Mm. Um, it's just there is stuff happening all the time, everywhere at any given point. So yeah, it just it just feels good. My least favorite thing right now is just the Japanese government for making things so hard for people to discover that country. Um, I wouldn't say like the police or anything is my least favorite thing because it's just the way it is. But yeah, the fact that tourists are still not allowed into that country is pretty fucked up. Yeah. I am the next question. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm reading the next one. It's a question for Rob. Would you rather never ride Ranger again or never mention Scream in an episode again? Thank you, Philip, for that question. Oh, is that from Philip as well? It is from Philip. Cheeky fucker. Um, Never mention Scream again. Of course. Of course. Oh, yeah, I love my Ranger. I know, I know. But how can I ride my bike Ranger. and not mention it? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, and have I, I mentioned Scream this episode, Philip? Hmm. 
Yes, you did. I mentioned my bike. I didn't talk about the brand. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I like, I'll accept that this episode is nearly over because we're going to go over time. But you know what? We're going to answer the rest of the questions in the after show. So okay, cool. if you're yeah. Patreon, like, stay grabbed to your seat because we're going wild into the next. No, it's not. It's just normal questions. Uh, do you want to, Amanda, do you want to take one last question? Um, sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> sure. For Rob, um, Taffy Rob, how do you commit to learning new tricks? Kind of struggling to find motivation at the moment. Who's that from Barney? Probably a guy with a pink hair on Instagram. That's all I remember. Uh, Timmy. Uh, probably Timmy then. How do I... I, I really struggle with motivation at the moment, to be honest, as well. I mean, up until the last couple of weeks, uh, I mean, the accident probably didn't help. I think it's one of those things where it's like, until you're out at the spot, it's kind of intimidating, even in my own head. Like, I'll just, I'll, I'll kind of fantasize about learning something, or at least wanting to learn something. And the only way I can ever do that is to, to actually get myself to a spot and just sit there, ride it for like an hour or two and just practice stuff that I know, routinely know, do it over and over again, warm up. It takes me a while to warm up. That might be my age. Um, so I'll spend 25, 30 minutes at that spot just doing stuff that I know. The basic stuff that I can just, even just riding, I know riding backwards is hard for some people, but that I can do it. So I just ride backwards and backwards and backwards and then start warming up cues and then start warming up cues. And then once my body is like, and my head feels in the zone for doing those repetitive stuff that I know quite well, that's when I'll start to try to learn something new again. Um, but to be honest, I've had struggled myself with motivation to, to learn new tricks and felt kind of stuck in the same spot since I left Berlin in December. Um, even before that, it was gray and wet in December in Berlin for a few months. So I've had like six, six to eight months without really progressing in anything. And that's frustrating. But more recently, I've had motivation and other riders, other people that want to learn tricks and get motivated, uh, help because then each other pushes each other. Just getting out, just just getting to that spot, even if it's an hour a week, just just do it. I hope that answers the question. Okay, sounds pretty good. I feel like, I feel I'm the same. Is to kind of motivate myself to do tricks first. I kind of need to be surrounded with people, you know. Kind of pushing each other kind of vibe and also i really need to get in the zone like oh yeah today i'm doing this but yeah yeah i've recently put uh if you've seen the 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 newest top good movie uh no, but <laughs> I, heard it's really good i listen to the top good music it's really good <laughs> yeah putting yeah. headphones in and listening to music's a good way as well yeah 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 getting all pumped up yeah. Okay. Okay. We're going to grab one last question because I know the person who asked this isn't a Patreon. So it would, I would feel bad if, if uh, he doesn't get his answer. Uh, last question is for me. And it is how much do I have to pay Paul to partner with Santa Fixie? <laughs> <laughs> you would have. Pay me millions, but <laughs> millions. I would so still if, not accept. What if what if Santa Fix came to you and said, "There's a hundred thousand pound just to ride our bike for a year." I would be like, first, you're talking with pounds, motherfucker. I'm talking euros or US dollars. Okay, don't come euros. and we go, don't oh, come oh, and oh. fucking pounds. What, what, one thousand euros, a hundred thousand euros, a hundred thousand euros. Just one year, and all you have to do is post a picture a week. 
I need to post a picture every week of one one picture a week. And what what kind of picture? Of you nude on the bike. No, no. <laughs> I'd do that for free. <laughs> just the bike, or you on the bike, or general fixed gear content. I mean. I could drive for Santa Fixie for a year under a contract. It wouldn't mean that I would like them or approve what they're doing, you know? That's not the question. The question is how much do, would you have to pay Paul to partner with Santa Fixie? Half a million, so, I'll do it. You just agreed to 100,000. Don't go No, no, no. Half a million, I'll do it. Half a million, I can buy a freaking banging house, dude. That would be awesome. Yeah, but 100,000 pound, bro. What can you do with a hundred thousand? Nothing. You could what? Nothing. Try to you buy an live. apartment for a hundred thousand. You can live a good life, very good life, on a hundred thousand. That's a. What do you mean? What can you do? I'm I'm trying to to think big, you know, like getting a house. Uh... Santa Fix aren't going to give you half a million, but they might give you a tenner. A tenner is ten thousand, right? No, a tenner is ten euros. <laughs> <laughs> and a slap in the face. <laughs> <sighs> no, no, I wouldn't. I still wouldn't fuck with them. Sorry. To be okay. To answer the numerous people that ask Rob, what's my beef with Centifixie? I don't have beef with Centifixie. I just think if you're if you're a brand and if you have influence, uh, it is your duty to put out there some quality content and also to give people the choice. You know, like hey, you can buy this cheap ass six K U. Uh, it is fine, and it's a really good beginner bike, but you could also give a shot at, at this. And I know some parts, like, I don't know, like, Signo 75s or Alter Cogs, Euro Asia Cogs, Nito parts, they don't do that good of a margin. I know for a fact they don't do that, that good of a margin if they were doing that kind of brands. But I can see from my eyes that Santa Fixie is purely money-centered and there is no real passion. There might be a few passionate people inside the company, but all I can see from my two little eyes is money. Mm -hmm. You have got very little eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're really precise and really good. That's true. I, I, in fact, I have really big eyes. I'm just tired all the time, so they have clothes. Oh, okay. Um, I need to um, quickly answer a question before we move on. Okay, so absolute last one then. Uh, for my friend Comedy from Newcastle, um, part of the BMX scene in Newcastle, he asked, he would like to hear about my best Newcastle BMX moment I've experienced. And I hadn't really thought about it until now. And the first one that springs to mind has to be my first ever experience joining uh, of BMX in the northeast of England in Newcastle. And I'll quickly tell it. Um, near where I live, West Moor, just outside of Newcastle, is a forestal natural area called Gosforth Park. And... In Gosworth Park, there were some trails jumps, some like mud jumps, and we were just kids on our BMX, I think about 13 years old, maybe Young 14, rock. 13 or 14, yeah, and we got our first BMXs and we heard about these jumps. So we went up to the, well, we didn't know what they were at the time, so we went up to have a look to see if we would ride them. And there was obviously some of the older lads there digging the jumps out, but what I remember is that Gareth, one of the guys who used to ride the trails and dig the trails, was standing on this pile of mud, which was what, like six foot, eight foot high. And he had an axe in his hand and he was cutting down part of the tree. So when you cleared the jump, you didn't hit your head on, on the, the, the sticking out branch. Uh -huh. And he was just hacking away at this tree. And we were like 13 nervous as fuck and he was like hey kids 
do you want to come over and ride the jumps with us? <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, um, um, okay. And he was like, come, it's fine. And they were like, and it was just, that was my first ever moment. And I'm still friends with Gareth now and a lot of the scenes, a lot of the guys in the scene. But that was my first ever moment. So comedy, that's uh, not my best, not but the funny, one of the ones I remember. I've had many wonderful experiences riding with people in the Northeast. So that is, that's my true home. Anyway. I like I like a little lad Rob already. Kind of yeah. want to meet him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what I was really like back then. It's funny trying to think what you were like when you were 13. That's for another episode of what we were like when we were kids. We'll never do that episode. <laughs> All right. On that nostalgic note, that will wrap up another episode of the Slow Spin Study podcast because we don't have time anymore. We'll do the rest of the question into the after show. Everything we discussed today, guys, will be in the show notes on the blog, slowspinstudy.com, along with divorce articles and write-up I post every two weeks. Last week, I posted an article about five frames you've probably never seen before. You should check it out. The Slow Spin Society is proud to be a listener-supported podcast. If you get value out of the show, why not consider putting value back in? You can visit patreon.com slash podcast to join the community we're pledging at any level. We'll grant you access to the extended cut of the show. Special thanks goes to our 24 Patreon supporters, making this show possible and ad-free. We love you guys. You can also find us on our Discord server. The invite link is also in the show notes or with our Instagram accounts. At SlowSpinCity, Rob is at Currency.co, Amanda is at Amanda C. Burger, and I go by at underscore poll underscore you. Finally, sharing the podcast with your friend is by far the easiest way to support the show by giving us a good review on the platform of your choice. The music for the show is Lovely Swindler by Maria, and the illustration, as usual, is by me. And then we're going to go into an after show. Awesome. Thank you guys for the questions. It's really nice to have an episode where it's so... um, Engaging. Listener-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Thanks, guys, and see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. See you next time, guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye for now.